Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, and how are we doing today, folks? I hope everybody's having a great day. I got to tell you, I am uh, I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy. I'm looking at a lot of things that are making me annoyed. Uh, they're making me annoyed because... The war on freedom is continuing in this country on a level unprecedented in our history. This is mind-blowing what's happening, and the corruption is global. It's not just in our country. It's everywhere. There is a global war on freedom. We have, as Yuval Noah Harari says, a number of candidates for the 21st century Stalin, and a lot of people seem to be trying to take that seat. Of course, Yuval Noah Harari and the WEF and the CCP are all eager to have that occur because they are true enemies of freedom and their minions like Joe Biden and Barack Obama and uh, many others are doing everything they can to facilitate this total, total destruction of freedom. They want complete control for a group of global elites and it's just that simple. So as I'm looking at this, I just had a great conversation with my brilliant producer, and uh, we were talking a little bit about what's happening. My producer uh, posed the argument to me that, you know, uh, we we're talking about California and some of these other states. Is it, is it really blue? Is it really blue? And her point was, and she's correct, uh, that a vast majority of even California, even the state of California, the communist state of California, is vastly red, right? From a geographic standpoint, if you go through most of California, a lot of the places are very red. The people are very red. Uh, but the population centers, Los Angeles, San Francisco, etc., are crazy leftist lunatics. And so you have a couple little pockets of blue insanity that are running the rest of the state against the will of the people around the rest of the state. And they've corrupted the whole system. And it's really an interesting thing because you look at San Francisco where they need an app to identify poop on the ground. Yes, the famous San Francisco poop app. I really need a theme song for that, by the way, folks. I need to find a theme song for any time we're going to give the San Francisco poop app update. Uh, but you, you have... Places like that, leading over some of these beautiful, well-managed counties that, that, you know, don't have problems. So you have poop app land running the asylum. You know, this is the definition of the lunatics running the asylum. That's California. But a lot of the state continues to live fairly red. Here's the thing, though. So my brilliant producer is correct about that. And around the country, that's true. Uh, New York, the state of New York, there are a ton of beautiful, beautiful areas in New York that are totally uncorrupted by the liberal insanity of the cities. Just a wonderful state in a lot of places with great, great people. But, 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 those little population centers, those little hell holes, the Democrat hell holes, which are invariably in terrible shape and ran poorly and uh, dealing with all sorts of issues, all seem to you know, do whatever they can to leverage their power to try and bring everybody else down. And they do this everywhere. 
this is a critical thing to understand. And it's something that we got to talk about. Well, my response in talking to my brilliant producer was this. Yes, but. Yes, but. So we have a, a friend, a, a listener to this show, who uh, we're going to call Cowboy, right? And the reason we're going to call Cowboy Cowboy is because he's literally a cowboy. He's a rancher. He lives you know, He lives his job. He, he spends a lot of time out on the range. He actually has the horse, the cows, the whole nine yards. He's quite literally a cowboy in every sense of the word. So let's take Cowboy, right? So Cowboy is out doing his thing. He's, he's dealing with his cattle, dealing with this, dealing with that, and just living his life. Now, Cowboy doesn't give a crap what some jerk politician is doing in some jerk city hundreds of miles from where he lives, right? He doesn't care. And my guess is, is that if people like Cowboy, and not Cowboy specifically, but people like him, and if you came up and said, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, well, you probably see the end of Cowboy's rifle pointing in your right direction. And good. That's what the Second Amendment's for. But Here's the problem, folks, and here's what I cannot impress too much upon you. Cowboy just wants to live his life, and he's more than willing to stand up for his right to do so. But there's not enough of us willing to stand up, and we're not being proactive enough. What do I mean? Well, when we look on a global scale, and particularly here in the United States, you know, Cowboy can, can stand and fight for his freedom because he lives in a free nation governed by a free government and this, that, and other. But what if that government quits being free? What if our law enforcement, say the FBI, the DOJ, the DHS, our military, what if they were to become corrupted? What if our enforcement mechanisms, those that are here to protect our freedoms, were to become corrupted and willing to sell out and not stand for the Constitution anymore, but to stand for whatever orders they're given by whatever corrupt politician that gives them. What if that happened? Well, guys like Cowboy may be willing to die for their freedom, but if the power of our government comes together and unifies against freedom, well, it's a lot to ask that anybody be able to stand up to that. And that's what we're fighting. See, slowly but surely, uh, our institutions, our government is being infiltrated and it's being corrupted. And that the pace at which that's happening is in, just increasing dramatically, right? So we see people uh, just outwardly doing corrupt acts right now that would never have been allowed a de even a decade ago, right? Uh, we see since COVID, we've seen the paradigm shift from a government of the people to a government controlling the people. And that's what COVID was all about. Uh, you know, they stole elections, they stole this, they stole that, and it's all done with impunity. And because our courts were so slow to react, there was no check on it. Courts are supposed to be a check and balance on that. They're supposed to review this and to stand for things. They're slowly but surely coming back in the right direction, but it's very slow, and it's not enough. 
the courts were inherently always designed to be slow and measured, and now is not a time for that. So what do we do? Well, we have to understand, Cowboy may not care what they're doing in the state capitol, but the state capitol knows that Cowboy's there. They also know that guys like Cowboy would, would die for their freedom. They would stand for freedom. They would stand for our Constitution to the bitter end. And they know that guys like Cowboy will fight for that. And so our enemies and the enemies of freedom are very clever, folks. You've got to understand this. They know that we have a very, very strong America. There's a lot of people who live the Second Amendment, live the Constitution, and will stand for it. So they're very slowly corrupting the institutions around them. They're changing the laws. They're changing the this. They're changing the that so that they can take out the leaders Take out the people in control. Look at what they're doing to Donald Trump. No better example exists than that. You know, Donald Trump is being attacked. He's being uh, just drawn and quartered without any actual legal basis for it to occur. The idea that the Espionage Act should somehow apply to what he did is absurd on every level. This isn't a, a legal proceeding. This is a witch hunt. This is an absolute joke. And frankly, if, this, if the judge who is seeming to try and be measured, and this, that, and other in Florida, you know what this judge ought to do? She ought to throw it out and sanction the attorneys that filed the case. She should sanction the DOJ attorneys and special counsel. All these guys should be sanctioned in a massive way. Trump's attorneys should be filing ethics charges against them with the state bars that they're licensed in. These guys aren't are violating the law. They're violating the rules of ethics. And, you know, it's. But I think we just need to have the conversation. Are our courts going to stand for the rule of law, or are they going to continue to pussyfoot around and, uh, you know, capitulate when the left screams loud and become politicized? I, you know, I, I've got another case that we're going to be making public pretty soon that I'm working on. Uh, we've been working on it very quietly. Uh, but I think this is going to go very public very soon. And when it does, uh, I can tell you, folks, you want to talk about corruption. Wow. I just, wow. Uh, keep tuned on this. Yeah, the courts need to take a stand. They need to treat the right and the left equally, right? So the left files a crappy case. There's no problem. Uh, right side lawyer files a case. Well, you're looking at sanctions. You're looking at bar complaints. You're looking at everything. And we can't have that. We cannot have that. So it's time to, to do something about it. we got to do something with that. We have to all stand together. We have to understand that when, when our institutions, our leadership institutions are being attacked and infiltrated, it may not change anything, right? So someone passing a stupid law in, uh, you know, whatever state, that may not affect Cowboy, at least not today. You may say, well, you know, my family's not going to deal with this uh, new trans law. Uh, law says that my kids can be you know, gender changed without my knowledge. I'm not going to deal with that. Uh, not going to affect my family, so whatever. The problem is, is that when we say whatever, when we become apathetic, it allows these guys to continue doing it. And so they keep doing it. They're continuing to take advantage of our apathy. Apathy is truly, truly the issue we're facing here, right? All that it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And that is what we're doing. We have a lot of good men doing not a damn thing about this. 
luckily we've got a few women that are, but there's, see, we've completely neutered the men of this country, and there are no people, that, none of them that are really fighting. There's a handful of us. Uh, you know, I find a man with some cojones, and I feel like I've won a prize. It's like, hey, I found a brother. Uh and, you know, the mama bears are doing what they can, but half the mama bears are being neutered as well. We get too many of these suburban moms that are too worried about whether or not they can keep up with the Kardashians to worry about whether or not uh, it's going to destroy their kids. Do you know that there are a lot of suburban moms now that think that it's cool? It's like an in thing to have a trans kid. They're promoting mental illness in their children. And they think that that's something to celebrate socially. Bad news for you. You're a piece of trash if that's what you do. I mean, you just are. You got to stand for something. You can't stand for your kids. You're not a good mom. It's just that simple. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I did. That's right. If you're allowing your kid, if you're allowing an eight-year-old to be on puberty blockers, you're a terrible parent. You're abusing your child. And frankly, you're a piece of garbage. How about that? How's that for a stand for you? Seems unambiguous. So... We've got to take a step because if we don't head this off, what happens is that this cancer that we're facing as a society continues to, to fester. And it continues to grow and it continues to, to destroy the fabric of our, of our nation, of our freedom, the foundations that our freedom is built upon. So we have to, we have to take a stand now. We have to take a stand locally. And in every way that we can, right? So we need to stop the trans at our school, at the school next to us. And we need to uh, fight for election integrity. Get involved in our precincts. And then start pushing up, right? Hey, look what we did with our school system. We want this statewide. Hey, look what we did you know, to clean up elections in our county. Here's what we think you guys ought to be doing county uh, statewide. Let's do something. Who's got the gonads to, to sponsor this bill? You find it won't be most Republicans, but that's not the point. We have to take steps, and we have to take them now, and the urgency is here. We're coming into the 2024 election season. If we do not take the presidency back, if we have another World Economic Forum scumbag piece of garbage like Biden, our country is done. It's irreparable. We've lost our country, right? So I want you to understand something. Our freedoms are gone. The idea that we're free is an illusion at this point. It's an illusion that we're being allowed to believe because they know that if they don't finish consolidating power before we wake up to it, we'll get it back. So I'm trying to wake you all up. We've got to get the message out. It's time to wake up and recognize that our freedoms are gone. We're living under the illusion that we're free, despite the fact that we're being manipulated every minute of our day, monitored every minute of our day, and controlled every minute of our day. It's time that we start fighting back in a very profound way and saying, this is enough. We demand change. No more uh, BS Freedom Caucus hearings uh, that don't actually do anything. I want impeachment. I want it now. If you're going to, you have another hearing, you know, I'm just going to scream. We're, we're done. We're not supporting people doing more garbage hearings that don't do anything. I want action. Why is Mayorkas not impeached? Why is Merrick Garland not impeached? What's the holdup? How much crime do you need to see? 
Why is Joe Biden not impeached? How much crime do you need to see before these guys start fighting over it? You know what? Let me tell you what's happening, folks. The reason the Republicans aren't doing anything on this is they're doing hearings to try and build the conversation up through election season. Then right around election season, they're going to file their articles of impeachment and show you just how strong they are. And that's why you need to vote for them. And it'll be led by the Freedom Caucus and the Patriots in the the House and the Patriots here. And they're going to show you their true uh, conservative credentials. They're going to ask you to forget the two years between 2022 and 2024 when they didn't do a damn thing other than have hearings. We need to start demanding action, not hearings. We need to start fighting on every level. We need to start fighting, and it is time. That's what we're, yeah. So that's why I actually, that's why I'm doing the tomrens.com stuff. That's why I'm doing this show. We've got to get people active. We've got to get them moving. We need them supporting us. We need them supporting organizations like Make Americans Free Again. We need them supporting places uh, and entities that are that are fighting for freedom. We need to share the Out Loud Network, this show. We've got to do this stuff, folks. It's not because I'm trying to sell you something. You know, I, I'm pretty terrible at that. When I'm trying to sell you something, you know it because I just tell you. It's because we've got to get together, band together for freedom. We've got to be active. We'll be right back. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back. So when we talk about the corruption that's insinuating itself throughout our society, uh, I don't think there's a better demonstration of that than the corruption that we're seeing in the healthcare. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous what we've seen for the last few years between the masks, the PCR tests, all this garbage. I mean, it's all just absolute lies and tripe and garbage. And yet they're still trying to promote it. And there's still people who are so stupid and I'm sorry, but you're an idiot if you still think this, uh, that, that our government is somehow being honest about this. They have lied about everything. If you still believe anything coming out of their mouths, you're a moron. I'm sorry. But, you know, at some point it goes from, well, 
You know, maybe they just made a mistake. Oh, well, maybe they just made another mistake. Oh, maybe they just made a third mistake. Well, how many mistakes do they make before you start recognizing that they are just outright lying, right? Took me a while to get there. It took me a while. It really did. It, I First, I'm like, yeah, I give them the benefit of the doubt. These guys are liars and crooks. They're liars and crooks. I think there's a wonderful example here in the Daily Skeptic. Right? Daily Skeptic. Headline, Lancet study on COVID vaccine autopsies finds 74% were caused by vaccine. What? Journal removes study within 24 hours. So McCullough and Harvey Risch, amongst others, put this article together. It's a study. It's a preprint. And they submitted it. And it was waiting peer review. In less than 24 hours, before anybody could actually review it, it was removed from the Lancet because they said, quote, this preprint has been removed by preprints with the Lancet because the study's conclusions are not supported by the study methodology. Folks, that's a load of crap, okay? It is an absolute load of crap. This is the Lancet who is totally controlled by Big Pharma. I am alleging this is corruption. I am alleging this was done in bad faith. I am alleging that it is my belief 100% that the Lancet did this to cover up the findings of Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Harvey Risch, who, to my mind, both of whom I've talked to, worked with, and communicated with regularly, are two of the finest scientists I've ever met. These two guys are brilliant. On their dumbest days, they're probably smarter than all the editors at the Lancet. These guys are next level smart. Uh, they just they they are accidentally correct more than most people are correct on purpose in their lifetime. It is ridiculous. So these guys, in less than twenty four hours, two of the most respected academics on the planet, publish a study in less than twenty four hours. It was so bad that the Lancet decided they're going to pull it down. That is absolute censorship. It is absolute absurdity. It is absolute corruption. The simple reality is, is that I would bet my bottom dollar that as per Dr. Harvey Risch and Dr. Peter McCullough's conclusions, 74% of the deaths were in fact caused by the vaccine. I would imagine that that is dead right. I intend to review this, but I'm going to be real honest with you. There are a few people in this world, when I review their work, I think it's going to be more th- more luck than anything for me to find something wrong. Because Rish and McCullough don't make mistakes in science. They just don't. There's a reason Peter McCullough is the most published cardiologist internist on the planet. He just is that smart. There's a re- reason Harvey Rish is a professor of epidemiology at Yale. He's just that good. They really are. I've been watching their work from the beginning. You know what? No one has legitimately been able to discredit anything they've said. They've been dead on on everything. They've been dead on. I've watched. I've watched very carefully when people have tried to discredit them. The reality is is that the, the media will lie about what you're saying, and they'll try and make it sound like they've been discredited. But the reality is is that they're still right. I guarantee you they are right on this. I'm surprised it's not higher than 74%. But that said, 
you know, it, it's it's unbelievable. The study was very clear. It was very, I mean, you can read the abstract. I haven't gone through the whole study and, you know, formally reviewed it like I will eventually do. But the reality is, is that it's just as simple. The COVID vaccine causes death a lot. It's killing people right and left. Study says, quote, suggests there is a high likelihood of causal link between COVID-19 vaccines and death in most cases. Further urgent investigation is required for the purpose of clarifying our findings. Why would the Lancet pull that down before the peer review opportunities? The Lancet pulled that down before peer review because the Lancet is corrupt, in my opinion. I will guarantee you that was not done for ethical purposes. This paper, probably one of the best papers out there. I haven't reviewed it, but I would, I, I don't even, I am that comfortable having worked with Peter for quite some time. I haven't worked with Harvey as much as I've worked with Peter, but uh, yeah, both of these guys, just absolutely brilliant, brilliant people. And uh, they're, they're consummate scientists, you know? As an attorney, and I, I've actually had this conversation a little bit with Peter in the past. As an attorney, my role is to advocate for a position. As a scientist, Peter's job is to test a theory and to find proof and to follow the scientific method, this, that, and other. And I'm going to tell you, there's been times where I said, Peter, what about this? And he will say, listen, I can't say that. I just don't have the evidence. I don't have the this. I don't have the that. You know, I'm, and I'm over here. I'm saying, listen, preponderance of the evidence. Yeah, we've got, a, there's no reasonable doubt on this. It, no, but that's not the scientific method. Okay. And that's how these guys are. They're true disciplined science. If, they, if science is supporting it, they follow it. If it's not, they don't. And it's just that simple. So this, this is corruption. But let's talk about why. Why are they doing this, right? Well, let's talk about malaria. Malaria, right, folks? Uh, and I think this is particularly pertinent because, you know, we've been talking about mosquitoes as flying syringes. We've talked, I've written about the st studies out there. Bill Gates is funding mosquitoes as a um, mechanism of transmitting malaria vaccines. He's studying this, right? He's been working on this. And uh, they have, you know, working test models. This is something that exists. I've got, there's a study that studies that have been done where they've genetically modified these mosquitoes in a way where the mosquitoes bite you and they vaccinate you against malaria. Well, we also see malaria popping up in areas where Gates mosquitoes are being released. Now, they're supposed to be a different kind of mosquitoes, uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, we'll go with it. Meanwhile, against that backdrop, you know, we've been hearing a lot of chatter and this isn't evidence, this is chatter, that, you know, the next pandemic that they're working on now will likely be far more targeted towards children and far more deadly. Well, malaria fits that bill, especially if it is a uh, gain-of-function version of malaria, which is certainly possible. I mean, you know, and it, it, frankly, if, if they were to release a gain-of-function version of malaria, it'd be hard to, it could potentially be hard to distinguish 
and to know that it was a gain of function malaria rather than a natural malaria outbreak. So I would, I know we're wading into some conspiracy theory here, folks, but is it a possibility? Well, I mean, you know, listen, these are the same guys that are saying that COVID's uh, vaccines are safe and effective and pulling down studies from McCullough and Rich uh, that show otherwise. They're corrupt. They're crooks. So, no, I don't trust them. And, yes, I am going to ask these questions. Well, against all this backdrop and against all the work that they're doing, and, by the way, if they're developing vaccines for malaria, they're probably doing gain-of-function work on malaria, right? Because, remember, that's how they claim that they need to develop the vaccines. They create the problem, and then they develop the solution. Snake oil salesman, right? So against this entire backdrop, we have Gavi uh, opening up applications for vaccine rollout support, malaria vaccine rollout support, right? So I'm looking at an article here, and uh, they want to push this RTSS ASO1 malaria vaccine, which looks like a GMO vaccine to me. I mean, it looks like it's genetically modified all over the place. I, I can't tell for sure yet, and I'm just starting to research this properly, but it looks it looks like they're, you know, more, more gene design, more editing, that sort of thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, so we have this, this RTSS vaccine that they want to push out, and uh, the WHO's already buying 18 million doses. They're pushing it out everywhere, and it's being bought from GlaxoSmithKline. Now, I'm not sure uh, if Google still owns a, st- owns a stake in GlaxoSmithKline, but I believe they did a couple years ago. Just worth noting. Uh, so Gabby's pushing out. They're, they're looking for this. And uh, as I said, they've got 18 million doses uh, that are going to be allocated to 12 African countries for 2023 through 2025. They must be expecting something. I wonder if there's going to be a malaria outbreak. I don't know why they need... Uh, 18 million doses. But anyways, uh, this is happening, folks. This is moving. You know, meanwhile, Gates is building his uh, vaccine mosquitoes. And, you know, I mean, if there was a quote-unquote global health emergency of malaria, it would make total sense. It, well, we have to release the vaccine mosquitoes to save everybody, to save the children. The children are dying. And let me tell you what, if you don't think they would use children to stoke fear... I got news for you. Quote from the article in Gavi, quote, nearly every minute a child under five years old dies of malaria, said UNICEF Associate Director of Immunization, Ephraim T. Lamango. For a long time, these deaths have been preventable and treatable, but the rollout of this vaccine will give children, especially in Africa, an even better chance of surviving. As supply increases, we hope even more children can benefit from this life-saving advancement. Well, hell, just put in the mosquitoes, right? Then you can make sure every kid gets it without informed consent, because who needs that? The who's supporting this? Everybody's pushing this. Gates, naturally, is all over this. CDC is all over it. Everybody's all over it. Got to push this this uh, this super super RTSS vaccine uh, on everybody. Uh, quote. Annual global demand for malaria vaccines is estimated at 40 to 60 million doses by 2026 alone, growing to 80 to 100 million doses each year by 2030. What do they know, folks? 
What do they know? Why do they think it's going to grow? I mean, are they going to be pushing malaria? Are Bill Gates malaria vaccine mosquitoes going to be out there helping to ensure everybody gets malaria? I don't know. Why do they think something that doesn't even exist is going to grow to 100 million doses of demand per year? Why are they targeting these poor African countries where the people probably don't know what's going on? They're just going to get another injection and then die. Well, let's talk about this wonderful, wonderful vaccine. Now, this vaccine, this savior of a vaccine, this RTSS ASO1 vaccine, phase three testing, super wonderful. Oh, by the way, the phase three testing is in seven sub-Saharan African countries, right? There, wouldn't, there couldn't possibly be any fraud or corruption in tests in these African countries. None, none whatsoever. Anyways... So this is you know, super safe and effective. I know because the studies tell me I'm looking at a study published on the NIH website. So I, if it's on NIH, it's got to be true, right, folks? Let me tell you, this is one of the best vaccines ever. Let me tell you how safe and effective it is, right? Now, it's highly effective according to these guys. Ready? Ready for this? So this is, these are with 95% confident intervals, right? So uh, vaccine efficacy against clinical malaria for three doses. Ready? 18.3% in 6 to 12 weeks of age and 28% in 5 to 17 months of age. Well, hell, you get all the way to 28% effective. Sign me up. Jab the hell out of me, brother. I'm sure there's no side effects for that 28% effective. Vaccine if efficacy against severe malaria, three-dose group. Ready? This is huge, folks. In the 6 to 12 weeks of age, the vaccine effect efficacy was 10.3%. And as an added bonus, in the 5 to 7 months of age, it was a whopping 1.1%. Woohoo! Uh, that's by the way, mar- within the margin of error. It also, interestingly, is in the three-dose uh, series against severe malaria, the range is negative 17.9% efficacy to 31.8% efficacy. Or in the other case, it's minus 23% efficacy to 20.5% efficacy. I don't want to get into too much math, folks. But let me tell you what that means. That means that there is literally no evidence whatsoever that this is efficacious in any way, shape, or form on a three-dose group against severe malaria. This is not, not even sort of, it is absolute tripe, and yet they're pushing this. They're pushing this. Same people who are taking down papers by McCullough and Risch are pushing this as efficacious. Yeah, whopping 1% efficacious. Now, by the way, 6 to 12 weeks of age, you got 10.3 efficacy, and 5 to 17 months of age, you got 1.1. And then you have these huge intervals. As a st- If you're looking at this from a statistical perspective, folks, these statistics are crap. That's the nicest thing I can say. This is absolutely meaningless drivel. I, I mean... And by the way, I look at a lot of this. 
I'd defer to, you know, if Harvey Risch told me I was wrong, I would say, okay, I give up, you win. But uh, he's not going to tell me I'm wrong on this, folks. When you look at these numbers, you know, these are fairly large samples. And to have that much deviation means that there's almost certainly confounding factors in the study. It is garbage. It's absolute garbage. You don't get a 40% swing in efficacy without there being some sort of an issue, right? I mean, this is just, uh, this doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, you know, maybe I'm missing something. I am not a Harvey Risch type guy. Well, you know, I've looked at a few numbers. And to me, this looks like a load of crap, an absolute load of crap. So we're going to see a huge demand increase for malaria vaccines. Bill Gates is developing vaccine mosquitoes. Vaccines breaking out in Florida. Everybody's ramping up vaccines for malaria. I wonder why, folks. I wonder why. Huh. We know there's no more pandemics. And that's, I, by the way, I'm just doing TomRens.com and the Rens Warriors stuff just for fun because there's no more pandemics or anything. I just figured it'd be a good time. It's not like we're getting ready for anything. We'll be right back. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back, folks, and welcome to the world famous Stack O stuff. That's right, world famous in my own mind. Uh, well, so here's what we've got here, folks. We've got uh, a wonderful headline that I want to open up with. Mark Levin burns 
Targay for refusing to carry his new book because Democrats will be offended by the title. And that is the actual proper headline. It's from the Liberty Daily, my buddy uh, J.D. Rucker over there, and he he uh, takes a lot of liberty in term with uh, titles, and I get a boot out of it. And so he uh, he has dubbed Target Targay uh, for their uh, rabid rabid support for all things related to pride. And uh, I find that to be hilarious. Um, But anyways, the point of the story is this. Mark Levin has a new book coming out, and Target's not going to sell it. Why? Well, because they don't want to offend anybody. And the name of the book is, quote, The Democrat Party Hates America. I mean... I don't know. To me, that just sounds accurate. I don't know what's hateful about that. But uh, now, mind you, that Target didn't have any issue with offending people when it was pushing pride down everybody's throat, right? They had no issue with anyone who was offended by the fact that they didn't want their babies wearing transgender clothes or, uh, you know, who had an issue with the fact that they had women's swimsuits with a spot to tuck your junk. I mean, no, they didn't care about that, right? That was fine. We don't care if we offend those people, but we don't want to offend anyone who might be offended by a book titled The Democrat Party Hates America, which is just accurate. I mean, I don't know what I can say about it. It's just truthful. So anyways, that's that. Uh, just a fun little story. Uh, like I said, I, I get a boot out of Rucker because he just, uh, he doesn't care. He just says it the way that it is, and it's just that simple. So I, I like guys like that. Uh, you know, when, when actual men get together, and there's only like six of us left, but when actual men get together, we say all sorts of terrible things. It's just terrible. It's awful. Yeah, if you had recordings of what I used to say with my buddies sitting around the campfire drinking beer, God help me. Anyways. All right. Headline, Just the News. Governor DeWine wants federal disaster declaration for East Palestine. BEMA officials have told the state that federal help will be unlikely without a declaration if Norfolk Southern stops its support. So DeWine, my great governor here in Ohio, has decided that East Palestine might be a disaster. You know, East Palestine, Ohio, that's where he lighted the chemical weapons explosion uh, when he authorized uh, the the burning of the Norfolk Southern chemical weapon spill. Yeah, so he, he bombed that area with a uh, giant chemical weapons bomb. And now, months later, when everybody's forgetting about it and all the residents are, you know, still sick and dying, uh, now he wants an emergency. And, uh, you know, because politically, he didn't want to get tied to this early on. He didn't want to get tied to it. He wanted to make sure he had everything locked down so that nobody was going to say, hey, this is Mike DeWine's fault, and everybody would forget. It's not a headline anymore. Well, you know, we're just reminding people a little bit here. But uh, this is just nonsense, folks. This is nonsense. I mean, this DeWine's garbage. DeWine is the Mitch McConnell of governors. I don't know what to say about it. Anyways, um I can't say that. DeWine accidentally does some things right, uh, despite his best wishes, because we have a very red state. McConnell doesn't do anything right ever. Uh, All right, headline, national file. Trump, 
where are the White House security tapes in regards to the Biden cocaine scandal? Folks, this is such tripe. The coke that they found at the White House, are you telling me that there's no security? Someone just happened to drop some coke. We can't tell who did it. No way to tell that, right? Because the White House doesn't have any security. There's no video or monitoring there. I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, hey, we'll, we'll likely never find out who did it. That's because Joe and Hunter were in the freaking library or wherever they were snorting coke off of some hooker's rear end again. Uh, I, that's what they don't want us to see. I mean, okay, I don't have any evidence of that, folks. I'm just making it up uh, because it's funny. I think I'm still allowed to joke. Are jokes covered by free speech or is that no longer allowed? Anyways... Yeah, the idea that they can't uh, find who did this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, this is the White House. There is no place on this planet with more security. Uh, I mean, we, we what, the Secret Service just, no records? So what they're suggesting is that the American Secret Service is so terrible at its job, and the White House is so insecure if someone was able to bring cocaine in there, drop it, forget it, leave it there, and no one can tell who it was. I mean, yeah, right, right. I, Folks, I challenge any person in this country who is not named Hunter Biden, go ahead, get yourself a baggie of Coke and see if you can sneak it into the White House. Just give that one a shot. You let me know how that goes for you, right? Think about the think about this. Trying and Trump is so right. You know, I mean, listen, they're going through Melania's underwear drawers, charging him with violating the Espionage Act for doing something he's legally allowed to do. And uh, you know, meanwhile, you got the Biden family in there with Coke parties going on, apparently, in the White House, and they're trying to say, oh, well, we can't tell, uh, we just can't tell who that was. I mean, we're not, just not sure. Uh, by the way, Hunter Biden didn't evade taxes or have any gun violations either. I mean, this is just retarded. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It, it hurts my head. Uh, but there is a two-tiered system of justice, folks. There's the justice system for the Bidens and the crime syndicate that runs our world. And then there's a justice system for the rest of us. And, uh, you know, that's, that's worth noting, right? Headline, truth-based media. Scientist warns ruling class of next pandemic deadlier than COVID. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff in this. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I agree with everything here or not. I don't really even care. Here's the, here's the takeaway. Professor Mark Woolhouse said the coronavirus outbreak was potentially nowhere near as bad as it could have been. No kidding, because it really wasn't bad. The only thing bad about the COVID outbreak was our response to it. COVID really was never a big deal, and had we allowed early treatment and proper treatment, probably wouldn't have killed anybody. There had been almost no death from it, if that would have been the case. But anyways, an epidemiologist told the COVID inquiry of the United Kingdom uh, made a mistake in preparing only for influenza pandemic rather than hedging bets across a multitude of different outbreaks, including coronavirus. Well, coronavirus was a big nothing burger 
that we turned into a nightmare so that they could force people to take vaccines and get them accustomed to lockdowns. It's a load of crap. It was also a good reason to uh, put out a, a bio agent that they could run tests on to figure out how they want to do gene altering uh, and gene modifying technology. It's a huge, huge experiment on the human population, folks. Uh, I've, I've got paperwork on that. Uh, there's no question about that in my mind. But, you know, uh, Professor Woolhouse is right. I do think that the next pandemic will be far, far, far more deadly. I think they're going to have something come out. I think it's going to target kids. And I think that they're going to try and use that to try and scare us into action, which is interesting because on one hand, they're trying to, you know, target our kids with tranny stuff, saying we shouldn't care, uh, you know, about our kids. The kids belong to the state. And then on the other, they're saying they're going to try and scare us into protecting our kids. I, I don't know. But who cares if it makes sense? These guys are all lunatics. Uh, anyways, all right, moving on. This I love. This headline tickles me to death. Uh, Americans living in RVs are going to war with Major League Baseball and Democrat hellhole Seattle. This is Liberty Daily headline, another one by J.D. So uh, this is funny to me, by the way, folks. This is just funny to me. Uh, apparently... Uh, so Seattle's a Democrat hellhole and the Democrat hellhole of Washington state, which is a shame because it's a beautiful state, it's just ran by leftists. And uh, it's, it's like every other Democrat hellhole, right? So they facilitate homelessness, but they don't necessarily want to see it. So they try and hide them so that people don't, you know, do anything about it, like, you know, get rid of the Democrats. So they'll, you know, they'll clear out the homeless encampment the homeless encampment will have to move somewhere and they'll put more policies in place to ensure that you stay homeless forever and stay dependent on the government. And so they move and then they'll, you know, move them again and move them again. And they just chase the homeless around and scare them off and do nothing to end the homelessness. They don't want to do that. They want, they want that. They just, uh, just move them around. So it looks like they're doing something. Well, uh, a lot of the, there's apparently a lot of homeless people living in RVs, in the Seattle area. And so they've put together a protest. Uh, we have Major League Baseball All-Star Game coming up, and it's going to be in Seattle. And they're tired of getting pushed around, folks. So these, these homeless folks, they're tired of it. So they're all planning to protest by uh, doing a park-in uh, in the area where people would go to enter the uh, baseball stadium and or tailgate. And I think that's hilarious. I hope there's so many stinky homeless people there doing drugs and having parties. I want everybody to see just what Seattle looks like and see just how nice these Democrat hellholes are. I absolutely look forward to it. I totally support their protest. Seattle deserves it. Uh, their policies have created the problem, facilitated the problem, and ensured the problem would continue. So I hope that these people are very successful in their protest and bring all sorts of attention to the homelessness problems of Democrat Seattle, because if Democrat Seattle, uh, who, by the way, they spend millions and millions of dollars of, of taxpayer money combating homelessness. Obviously, their their uh, mechanisms for combating it aren't working because you know, they have this huge home. But, yeah, they're going to do this. They're going to facilitate this. They're going to keep being morons. Yeah, good. Let's let's put it in your face. Let's show people what homelessness looks like, because it's really a sad thing. 
it's a sad, sad thing. There's probably families there, probably good people there who are in a bad cycle and don't know how to get out. But instead of helping them out by getting them jobs, getting them going, getting them on their feet, these cities, they just keep, they just keep them buried down, keep the poor man down. That's the goal. This one was surprising even to me, right? This one, uh, another Liberty Daily headline. Disgusting DNA denying insanity. BBC reports boy raped by two women. Okay. Now, hear me out here. So you've got a story out of the UK. And within this story, uh, you've got this, this kid, right? And the kid is a 15-year-old boy. So he's not a baby. You know, he's old enough to, you know, to be able to defend himself. By 15, most boys are more than capable of defending themselves against an adult woman. But this guy was attacked, and uh, they weren't women. Now, it was reported that he was attacked and raped by two women, but what actually occurred, according to the story, is that two adult men dressed as women, so two tranny perverts raped this kid. One was 6'3". One of the assailants was 6'3", and the other was 5'9", and wearing a blonde wig. These guys, I mean, not only were they men, but the one was a big dude. 6'3 is pretty big. They rape a boy, a 15-year-old boy. Okay, you don't have a whole lot of women able to rape a 15-year-old boy physically in a violent way. I mean, really? And they're going to describe them as women? They're not women. They got junk, folks. They got junk. Tranny perverts rape a young boy, and tranny pervert uh, cover stories in the media try try and hide it. It's unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. I don't know. These people are sick. Headline Town Hall. Hunter Biden's lawyers attempt to discredit IRS whistleblowers just blew up in their faces. So, you know, they got these IRS whistleblowers talking about how uh, the Biden crime syndicate decided to step in and interfere with any investigations into Hunter's tax fraud and other such allegations, right? And uh, they're telling the truth. And so these scumbag lawyers who have no real defense for this uh, because there isn't one, it's hard to defend something that's accurate, folks. And this appears to be accurate. Uh, so they, they say, oh, you know, these guys, this whistleblower, he's just in it for fame and fortune and he leaked it to the Washington Post illegally. They try and make it like that, right? They try. They've tried to do this with me. This is one of their plays, right? They try and attack the the messenger, uh, and you know it's a common thing because when they don't have anything they can do, they try and attack them. So, uh, <laughs> I got a boot out of this because the whistleblowers came out and said, uh, "We give the Washington Post uh, total freedom." We release them from any duties of confidentiality. You tell them what we told you. And by the way, we told them nothing. We didn't even talk to them. And so they they came out and they called these crooked Hunter Biden lawyers 
on their lies and uh, put it out there. So I got a huge boot out of that. These guys seem very, very credible. And uh, Hunter Biden and his father belong in the same jail. Uh, they can see if they can get their cocaine delivered there. All right. Uh, last one. Exclusive. Harassment death threats against web designer surge since Supreme Court decision upholding free speech. So this Epoch Times, uh, the the loving left, you know, the ones that say support love and, and have their happy rainbows and uh, you know, share that we're supposed to love everybody. Well, you know, the web designer who didn't want to promote uh, their their pride message because she felt it was against her religion. Uh, you know, she wins her Supreme Court. And, and these people who support all of this love are threatening to burn her house, kill her family. They know where she lives. Uh, they're, they're demonstrating their love. They're demonstrating their appreciation for diverse opinions and their respect for people who hold opinions different than theirs, right? I mean, that's what we need. We need to respect diversity. But they're showing their respect for this lady's diverse opinion and her religion and her freedom by threatening to kill her family and burn her home. That sounds about right for the loving leftists, right? Just, they're good, loving people. How do you not appreciate these guys? It's a wonderful thing. Warms your heart, doesn't it, folks? Again, there's a reason that we're pushing Renz Warriors on TomRenz.com. There's a reason I do the Out Loud show, the Tom Renz show in America Out Loud. There's a reason I promote this network and promote my work and we're on Rumble and all these things. It's because this stuff has to be fought. Thanks for listening, folks. 